what is going on family it's been a while uh three months to be exact <laughs> so i, I first off, i want to start this episode off with apologizing that i've been gone so long um nursing school has been intense but i am extremely prepared for what god is going to do in the podcast going forward i'm aiming to bring on a lot more guests um just to alleviate the stress of having to prepare these episodes because it, it takes a lot that goes into podcasts but for those who don't know we released a book golly dating 101 get that the link will be in the description box you will be blessed by it if you feel as though it's not necessary for you get it for a friend and plenty of you you've gotten a book but you have not left a review yet that review helps get the word out to other people especially like on amazon so be sure to get that and today i'm gonna start the new year off intense consequences of sexual sin <laughs> um this is honestly based off of a reel i saw um by pastor jensen franklin i don't know if many of you know of him or if you like him or anything but i saw a quick video and he spoke about consequences and i thought oh let me dive into detail about those so we'll only talk about three consequences Obviously, there are a lot, but I want to talk about some that people don't often discuss or people don't often dive into. And I think it's important that we we talk about these things. And I say it because a lot of times we're just hearing don't have sex or a lot of time we're hearing, oh, God said, don't do it. Or God said. And it's like, yeah, but this generation that we live in now, these young people want to know why they, they have so many questions. So it's important that with the church, we, we become more vocal on certain subjects rather than allowing the world to speak into the hearts of our young people. So if you are new, like, subscribe, share this with a friend. Be sure to tell somebody who you've never shared this with that there is a podcast that is going to help people break out of perversion, break out of unhealthy relationships, toxic relationships, and have God-honoring relationships. So let's just dive a little bit into this. And uh, yeah, uh, let me preface this because many of you listening, you're probably already um, on the verge of leaving a bad review, already on the verge of saying something slick. This this um, podcast isn't to say anyone is damaged goods if they have a past of sexual sin. Let's just start this off. If you're a vir- if you're not a virgin, no one is saying you're not going to be able to experience God's will. No one is saying God is not going to bless you. But I want you to understand that there is a lot more to this. You know, I want you to understand that you can be forgiven. So if you're a person that's walking around with shame, this has nothing to do with shaming you. There is grace for your shortcomings. There is strength for you in the middle of your mistakes. There is strength for you to rise up out of that. And God has better plans for you. But I do want you to understand that the mercy of God doesn't always absolve us from consequences. The mercy of God is not going to stop you. Um, If you are a woman um, and you had fornication and you got pregnant, Yes, God can forgive you, but you are pregnant, sis, and that baby will be here soon. Um, you know, so I, I don't want you to think that we can live how reckless we choose and then there aren't going to be consequences for it. You know, I want you to understand that God can show mercy, but if you were supposed to go to jail, chances are he may have a prison ministry in mind for you because God is not going to remove certain consequences to our actions. He will give mercy, but there will be consequences. So I want you to understand, we're going to talk a little bit about Samson. And in my opinion, many of us are like Samson. You know, he wasn't the best decision maker. Anointed, but reckless. Saved and still struggling. Many of us, we can attest to the fact that whether you are in ministry or just a regular member at the church and you probably don't do too much, you know that it's very easy for you to be a believer and still struggle with sexual sin. So I don't want you to feel as though you are alone Um, But I want you to understand that the Bible is very clear that people had a lust issue or people had sexual sin in their life, you know, and his lust drove him to 
pursue after women who cater to his flesh, not necessarily women who would have been great, you know, um, women of Israel or, or anything like that. But God used that for his glory in the end. So there are three things that I want you to talk. Want, I want to talk about today about how sexual sin can negatively impact your walk. Number one, it causes you to lose your vision. And when we look at the story of Samson, we see that he he literally got his eyes plucked out, you know, after he was captured. But I want you to understand that that's a spiritual thing, that a spiritual application that we must apply. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And other translations say, uh, people are unrestrained. When there is no vision, people are unrestrained or they run wild. Meaning, if you don't have a clear picture of where you're supposed to be going, if you don't have a clear sight of the plan of God, the will of God, there's a huge chance you're probably doing whatever you want. You know, like we hear in Proverbs that the way of a man is right in his own his own eyes, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Because it's possible that I can think I'm in God's will when I'm not. You know, I... <laughs> I love podcasting. You know, it's so good to be back. Um, I want us to understand just because we go to church does not mean we're in God's will. Just because we listen to the Godly Dating 101 podcast, we listen to trendy pastors, we, okay, I follow Christian pages, does not mean I'm actually walking in the will of God. And we must understand that concept because it's so easy for us to be walking without vision. Easy for us to be moving but we don't see where we're going. The Bible says that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light onto my path. So that shows us how the word of God should be what's technically guiding our steps. But in reality, we're not always being led by the spirit of God. We're not always being led by God's word. Have you ever heard a saying um, he's running like a chicken with his head cut off? So when they would, um, you know, you know, execute the chicken. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to upset people who are vegans. <laughs> but when they would do that, they would chop the head off. And then the, the nerves that were in the neck would still get that jolt of energy. So the chicken would still be able to shoot off running, even though his head was cut off. So it's dead. It's not going anywhere useful. It doesn't know where it's going, but it can still move. And that's what I want us to understand about how we can be in church. You can be spiritually dead and still moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we gonna we gonna get we gonna dive a little bit into that today. You can still be in motion and not be where God has called you to be. You can still be thinking you have a little bit of life in you. And that's what happened with Samson when he thought he could just shake it off and have his same strength. And the Bible said he didn't realize the spirit of God departed from him. He didn't realize that God, God's favor, yeah, you know, God's I'll dive into God's favor later, but he didn't realize that that was departed because he had something chopped off. And when you lose your vision, I want you to understand you're moving recklessly. That's why the saints of God, the people, you know, maybe some of you listening to this episode, because I know all y'all righteous and never make mistakes. And Tavars is the only one that struggles in purity and in marriage and singleness and dating. Maybe I'm the only one who ever had these struggles. But that's why many saints, we jump from bed to bed. You don't have a vision of how your marriage should look. You don't have a vision of how your purity should look. You don't have a vision of what God's will is for your life. You don't have a vision of you ministering to people. You don't have a vision of you being a soul winner. So all you have to do is go by your flesh. All you're doing is being led by your emotions. All you're doing is allowing what society is telling you to do to be your guide. Why? Because you're not focused on God. 
Sexual sin causes you to lose sight of what God wants you to do. You know, I want you to understand that people aren't, you know, having sex with everyone just because they're bored. No, you're doing that because you lost sight of your identity. You lost sight of your self-esteem. You lost sight of your worth. And now you feel as though I have to have sex in order to get him or her to love me. In order to get all my boys to respect me. I told people on the podcast recently that my issue is... I didn't realize that I allowed people to, man, you you less of a man. And they called you all names in a book because I wasn't sleeping around. That I didn't realize when I got married, I needed to have boundaries. Because if a woman flirted, I'd have thought, oh, I still got it. Cool. You know what I mean? Not doing anything. But in my mind, I was not realizing I lost vision of who God says what a man is. I lost vision of who God saw in me. You know, I'm not a royal priesthood. I'm not a chosen generation. I just viewed myself as one of the guys on the block that needed a woman's affirmation to feel like a man. So we have to understand it's super important um, that, yes, God had a purpose for him, but he lost his vision. And it's like he could have done so much more if he was able to see. Um, Judges 14, 3 through 4 says, His father and his mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you can marry? They asked, why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. His father and mother didn't realize the Lord was at work in this, creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines who ruled over Israel at that time. So God saw this man who was just focused on, I need a woman who is going to meet my needs. You know, he was only worried about getting his, his physical needs met at the time that he was willing to date someone who was not who was not who God desired for him. He was willing to marry someone. Sorry. So God was able to use it for his glory, but he didn't have to marry that woman in order or date any of those women in order to do God's plan for his life. So we have to understand that, yes, God can get glory out of our lives, but that doesn't mean we have to date certain people in order to get to give God glory, you know, because there are people who think they can date um, date to convert, you know, and it's like that's that's always a dangerous game for you to play. So I'm trying to say that sexual sin will cause you to lose sight of what God is doing. But a life of purity, I felt fine all day, but all of a sudden I feel mucusy. And see the devil, man, always busy, <laughs> but God is good. But a life of purity will happen, but a life of purity will, will happen as we pursue after the will of God. You know, so the devil wants us to operate in our flesh because he wants us to lose sight of who we are. He wants the church to lose sight of what we should be doing. It is impossible for you to operate in God's will. If you are operating a sexual sin at the same time, it's impossible. Yes, you may be able to do certain things. You may be able to be involved in ministry. But if you are constantly being pulled into sexual sin, you're not bringing God's bringing God glory that way. Um, First Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8 says God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins. As we have solemnly warned you before, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So don't allow sexual sin to cause you to lose sight of God's plan for your life. The orgasm isn't worth your, worth your walk with God. I want you to understand that that feeling of pleasure, while it is amazing, is not worth you saying, God, I'm fine. God, I'm not going to I'm not going to give you everything, because a lot of times we give God all of us except except our dating life. We give God all of us except our purity. 
And that's where we have to learn that God desires more from us and not just Sunday morning, Wednesday evening, whatever your midweek service is, Christianity, but he wants daily, daily communion with you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So a lot of you, you aim to get to your best self. Me personally, I feel like I'm at my best self when I've been constant in my word of in the word of God and seeking God and church and exercise and having great time with my family. All those things is when I feel at my best. But to be honest, it's kind of hard to get there unless you are in the right space, both mentally and emotionally. A lot of times we Christians, we only focus on our spiritual, but we also have to focus on our emotional health. And I believe that having therapy in your life can help you with good coping skills, good boundaries, allow you to uncover the things that you're really dealing with and help you learn the necessary tools in order to resolve them. So if you're a person that's thinking about giving therapy a try, I would encourage you to try BetterHelp. They're a great option because they're both, it's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Um, and just fill out a brief questionnaire, and after you finish with that questionnaire, they'll pair you, pair you with a, a therapist, a licensed therapist, that you're able to switch at any point in time, so that won't be an issue. So if you would like to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Godly to get today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Godly. The second thing you'll lose... Um, and I thought this was hilarious when he said it, but it was actually true. Um, when, you, when you're in sexual sin, you lose common sense. If we think about Samson, we read through Judges, there are several times when you'd question, is this guy, does he have any brain cells? Is it, I'm not understanding, why are you constantly with this woman if you see that you say something um, and it backfires? Your parents question it. You don't care. This woman says, um, what's your secret? You tell her a lie and then you're almost killed because the people try to do what the lie was. After the first time, that's the only sign we need. But you know, you know what, church people, we don't know what red flags mean. We think that means go right on ahead, proceed without caution. You know, we're not even, we're not even thinking about the dangers, but we see the red flag and we stay there. And this woman would constantly have him attack, constantly have him um, about to get himself in trouble. And then it's easy for me to say Samson was foolish. Samson wasn't wise. Samson, oh, he was just in God's will. So that's the only reason why. No, 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 no. Samson was being foolish. He was not using common sense because of the type of relationship he was in. She allowed him to get into a place that was extremely comfortable. She allowed him to get into a place that he didn't realize that his emotions and his urges would destroy him. And if we are not careful, our emotions and our hormones will destroy us if we are not guarding our hearts. We have to be willing to protect our spirit because our emotions will lead us into sexual sin. You know, so how many times we can say like, I know this relationship is leading me into sin, but I mean, I'm sure they'll change. I know he's a man of God. He leads praise and worship. It's just sometimes he wants sex. I know she's a woman of God, but you know, sometimes we all struggle. You know, we all have needs. I'm 30, I'm 40. You know, I, I can't go back to a life of celibacy now. I already know what it feels like. Yeah, we, we we convince ourselves of these things. And that sexual sin causes us to lose common sense, knowing God's principles are because he loves us, not because he's re restraining fun from us. But it's so easy for us to forget what God wants us to do. I want to read a few verses out of Proverbs 7, and I'm really recommending you guys to study that because so many times I've seen myself 
in this chapter. And it's like, it is so, it's, it's, it's just so repetitive. You see this so often in the church. Um, so Proverbs 7, I read a few verses, stay along with me. It says, while I was at the window of my house, looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men and one in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path by her house. It was at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The woman approached him, seductively dressed in sly of heart. Before I go to the next few verses I want to read from that, I want you to see that the Bible is saying a few things. A man is watching, watching from the windows of the house, and he sees naive young men. You know what naive people are? They're people that pretend they don't know what's going on. Or people that don't even, real, not, not pretend, people that don't even realize what's going on. You ever say something to someone and then it's like they're they're either too young to get it or I don't want to say too foolish to get it. Or it's just like you don't even realize what's happening. You know what I mean? And it's like you're naive. Whereas people are like, oh, we just slipped up and had sex. Listen, unless y'all were running naked um, on a treadmill and the treadmill stopped and you, you fell on top of her or something. I don't know. But you didn't just mistakenly happen. It it just it just happened. No 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 no. I, I don't know what games I were playing, but the mis the clothes didn't come off by accident. Um, the flirting didn't happen by accident. You know, so it was all intentional. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it says that these young men were naive, and it said there was one in particular who lacked common sense. So you know something dangerous can happen. Everyone knows something dangerous can happen, but this one he didn't care. Just foolish. This one is not even paying attention to it. You just, you don't even have common sense to realize the dangers of the area you're in. And it says they were strolling, they were crossing the street. He's crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman. And I want us to grasp something because the Bible makes it clear that we should flee fornication. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. We should be sprinting full speed away from fornication. However, this guy is crossing the street near the house of the immoral woman strolling down the path by her house at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell so it's dark you're not paying attention to the dangers you're walking right next to the temptation now god is saying when it comes to fornication this is the sin that we shouldn't um resist but this is the sin we should run away from because no i don't care how strong any of you think you are I'll put you in a room with the baddest girl or the woman who, who has your, your ear emotionally. And ladies, I don't care how celibate you are. If that guy has been saying the right things and he brought came up to you probably with some roses or flowers and no one would find out, you probably would stumble as well. So we're, we're, we grown here. You know what I mean? And even the young people listening to this podcast, I'm being realistic because I don't want you guys to do the same mistakes I did. You know, so I want you to realize that it says that he was walking somewhere that he probably shouldn't even have been. Why are you walking next to the temptation? Why are you walking next to it? So God will say flee fornication. And instead of sprinting away, what we're doing is we're walking close to it. Well, here's the fence, but I'm not going to cross over the fence. You know, I'm just going to be very close to it. Temptation is on 10th Street. And instead of you being on 90, if you're on 11th Street looking over like, man, shorty bad. God said, resist the devil. And instead of unfollowing, you're following, you're liking every picture. You're responding in their DMs. You're putting heart emojis and you're putting fire emojis. And you're pretending that you're not playing with fire because you're just naive. We got too many naive saints. <laughs> you know, Too many of us, we can be so naive. And it's like, I don't know if it's intentional. I found myself in some places being naive, not realizing, you know, what was about to happen until... Oh, okay, this escalated quickly, but there's sometimes we're just lacking common sense. 
you know if you sent nudes at 11 p.m., they're probably thinking about sex. Should I have gone there? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, let's not pretend we don't know what's going on. But we go, and it says the woman approached him seductively dressed in slive heart. And that's the reason why, and I, for one, I hate people try to talk about modesty and they only address women because some of these guys need lessons on modesty. Cover up, dude. We don't need to see all your muscles. We don't need to see you exposing yourself. We don't need you to be all flashy. Bring glory to God in how you dress and how you present yourself. But it says that it's nighttime. You're walking near the temptation. Here this woman comes dressing seductively. And that's why it's so important how you dress is how you're going to be addressed or how you're going to be viewed. If you dress in a way that is seductive, that means you're trying to seduce someone. And if you're not married, then that is sinful. If you ain't trying to seduce that spouse of yours, then you're operating in a spirit of lust. Don't get mad at me. I know a lot of people that comment on iTunes that while I beg you guys for five stars, they only comment when they're upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're on listening on iTunes, please give me five stars. Keep the ratings high. If you're on YouTube, please like and comment. Keep stay engaged with me in the comment section. But I want you to understand that you have you have to if you realize someone is dressed a certain way, dressed in a way that is seductive, they're not coming to worship God with you. Yes, we must witness to those who are lost. Yes, we must not think the prostitute is too far gone. We must not think the girl who's starting it up and the guy who slept with half the neighborhood. We must not think God does not have grace for them or God doesn't have a plan for them. But if you see them coming to you at nighttime, sending you pictures, sending you messages, it's time for you to realize, stop lacking common sense. I found myself here thinking, oh, nothing's going to happen. Oh, nothing's going to happen until you send that message. Nothing's going to happen. It's just pictures. Nothing's just going to happen. We're just hanging out at night. Nothing's just going to happen until you're in bed looking like, God, are you going to forgive me? God, please, I hope nobody finds out. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to be naive because he wants you to fall right prey into something he's tempting you with all along. So jump to Proverbs 7, 21 now. It says, so she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your hearts stray away toward her. Don't wander down her wayward path for she has been the ruin of many many men have been her victims her house is the road to the grave her bedroom is the den of death listen this woman sounds like the biggest um she sounds like hugh hefner as a woman like the bible is making it clear that seduction has been a destruction of many Seduction has been the destruction of many pulpits many people who who are called to be leadership many people are called to be great spouses. Many people are called, to, whatever it is, you're called to do so many great things, but seduction will ruin you, man. Sex will destroy you. I, I don't know if, I don't know if y'all think I'm being, being dramatic, but sex will destroy you. If sex is like a fire, I heard it once put. When it's placed in the, in the, in the right place, in that fireplace, that marriage where it's safe, it brings heat, it brings warmth. But when you light a fire in a forest, bro, the, the forest is going to burn down. And I need you to see it says she seduced them with pretty words. It was what she was saying that was seducing this guy. Ladies, you more than men are, are it seems like you guys are more tempted by what you hear. If that guy's flattering you, if he's making you feel, you know, those words of affirmation, 
a lot of times the woman is the one who opens up by what they're hearing. The guy opens up a lot of times by what he sees. But it says that this woman was dressed a certain way. Eyes are, are impressed. And now she's speaking a certain way. Ears are impressed. So it doesn't matter which way they came in. It says he followed her at once and he didn't realize he was like an ox going to the slaughter. Many of us, we don't realize we're walking straight into a slaughterhouse. When you're going, oh, you can't wait for that orgasm. You can't wait. You can't wait till you get them nudes, huh? You cannot wait. You love when she sends them pictures, not realizing you are about to destroy yourself. Not realizing that I'm about to, and a lot of you, I know you don't talk about, you You know, once saved, always saved, would never go to hell. I want you to understand, a lot of y'all playing with fire, because God, God is not a joke. We love to talk about God being merciful and loving, but God is still holy and still just. And... Are, are we saying we're choosing sex over him? Because sex, listen, it's going to last a while. It might be fun in the process, but it is not as pleasurable as God is. The Bible says in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16, 11. So while you're thinking you're having a grand time with that person you love, it doesn't even compare to the beauty of heaven. It doesn't even compare to the joy of God's presence. And I'm not saying that to minimize sex. I'm saying that to realize that we cannot afford to say, God, I'm going to put you backwards. Right now, I need them cheeks. God, I need, he sent me some pictures, God, and I'm kind of excited. No, we cannot put God on the back burner for moments of pleasure. You know, it's easy for us to realize, you know, how dangerous something is when it's over. But I'm trying to warn somebody before you get to that point. Sexual sin is dangerous. Don't allow it to get to you. Every day that you are alive, you are in a battle to be led by the Spirit of God or your flesh. Many times, my flesh has won that battle. Single, flesh won that battle. Dating, flesh won that battle. Married, flesh can still win some battles if I'm not crucifying this flesh. And that's why I love podcasting. Podcasting is a form of accountability for me because I stay in God's Word trying to get the Scriptures and the, the heart of God, the mind of God trying to articulate these things. And that's why I try to tell people, you have to operate in your purpose because if you're not operating your purpose, listen here, man, you are doing nothing but losing common sense, doing nothing but being led by those emotions, doing nothing but being led by those hormones. But when you walk in God's presence, listen, you have to walk in the spirit. Galatians 6, 5 and 16 and 17 says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives and you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. If we don't want to be led by sexual desires, urges, hormones, we, the only alternative is being led by the word of God. Not Listen, I say be led by... Golly dating 101 post because I don't even get to post that much anymore. I'm not talking about, you know, all these great inspirational, you know, vloggers and inspirational Instagrams and all of because I follow some of them. I'm inspired by some of them, but they had to seek God for the wisdom to impart to me. I need God to speak to me. You know what I mean? There's a verse in Psalms. I love that verse. It said he made his ways known unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. And the way I view it is that Israel only really knew God for what he did. Moses knew God's heart. And a lot of times we we only know our pastor. We don't know God. Whoo! That's 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 a podcast for another day.
But we know our YouTube person. We don't know God. We know Joel Osteen. We know Mike Todd. We know Furtick. We know T.D. Jakes. We know Joyce Meyer, whoever is popular. We know we know Joel Urshan. We know Aaron Bounds. I'm just naming preachers. Like We know all of these people, but we don't know God. Why? Because all we know is things God has done. But if we're not spending time in God's word, you don't know him. No, don't don't tell me. Don't tell people we've been talking and we have not held a relationship. Like that's like them them dudes that said, oh, me and her used to talk. Bro, she she responded to your DM one time. Y'all did not used to talk <laughs> like no, no, no. And that's probably how God is looking at us. Don't tell people you're in a relationship with me. When the last time you prayed, I haven't heard your voice in six months. Oh, you're right. I heard your voice Sunday morning. Um, yeah, you listened to me and opened your Bible Sunday when the pastor was preaching. Um, yeah, I remember um, when Jerry Flowers was talking about me in the Word. That's when you heard me. But you ain't listened to me Monday to Saturday. And that's what God is trying to attack. God is trying to get us past carnal Christianity. Comfortable Christianity. God doesn't want us with Sunday, Wednesday worship, but daily. That's what I'm learning because that's the place I find myself so often. When you get in a little rut, when you're too busy with parenting, kids, school, friends, hanging out, trying to be social media influencers, trying to be the next guy to go viral on TikTok, want to be the next person to be popping on YouTube. Listen, if I do all of those things and miss out on God, then I've missed everything. You know, and God wants us to spend more time with him, you know, not follow, not just follow these pages because it doesn't matter to me. I love when I see you guys comment saying you missed the page and comment saying how much the page has impacted you comment saying you purchased the book. And if you haven't already, I love seeing that somebody's going to type in the comment section today that hey, Tavares just ordered my copy and a friend and a copy for a friend. I love seeing all of that, but it does not matter to me if I've pointed you to me. I want to point people back to Jesus because I can't save nobody. Tavares is a mess. I know all these viral people, they go viral all the time and they seem just so perfect and spotless. I'm learning every day trying to kill this flesh so I don't have to have to keep repenting over things that God has already forgiven me of. I want to be able to walk in freedom. And when you when you go by you know, walking in sexual sin, you just lose common sense. You're constantly repeating the same things. You know what I mean? And the third thing I want to say, I wanted to keep the episode 30 minutes, so I'm going to try to rush through this last one. You lose God's favor walking in sexual sin. When Samson's hair was cut, he lost his strength. One ordinary man, and a lot of people probably think of Samson as some probably the incredible Hulk looking type dude. No, he probably looked as swole as me. You know what I'm saying? I've been in the gym. You know, he probably was some scrawny dude. But God empowered him to do great things. But the moment the covenant was broken, the hair was chopped off, the, the, the hair is gone, the strength was gone. So a lot of times we look at it as though I'll still be able to do what God called me to do. Oh, I can still preach and be in sexual sin. I can still teach and be in sexual sin. I can still do this and be in sexual sin. Listen, you can do a lot of things. That doesn't mean you have God's grace empowering you. That doesn't mean you have the Holy Spirit working with you. A lot of people, we just go to church and we take God for a joke. And that's what we have to stop. God is not a joke, man. God, God is not a joke. Like God wants us to repent of those things and to walk in his freedom, not to continuously pretend that his grace allows us to do whatever. You know, and I need us to understand that God is a man of principle. That doesn't mean he likes some people more than others, but he respects principle. Meaning if if, if Tavares is staying obedient, Tavares is staying humble, Tavares is staying in his word, God will be with me. 
But if Tavares decides, I want to go have sex, Tavares decides, I want to go drinking and partying, I want to go outside and start cursing people out, I want to start mistreating my neighbor, I want to start stealing, the Holy Spirit is not walking with me the way he wants to. That means I push God to the side and decide to walk after my flesh. And you will lose God's favor acting like that. Like I read what in 1 Thessalonians 4 already for you guys, God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. I want us to understand that disobedience has negative consequences. Sexual sin will cause you to lose out on some plans that God has for you. You know, sin will always lead to death. That's what James tells us, that the wages of sin, now Romans, wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I need us to understand that it doesn't always lead to death immediately. Like when you saw with um, Adam and Eve, God said if you ate from that fruit, it was going to be death, but they didn't die that day because there was a spiritual death that took place, separation from God. Sin separates us from God. So while I may think I can shack up with my girl, I can go sleep with that girl who's not my wife, I can go sleep with that man who's not divorced, I can go sleep with that person because no one in the church is going to find out. Yeah, while, while it may not lead to death, you may never see an STD or a baby, there was still separation from God, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to believe it or not. God does not play those games. So we have to understand that God is very serious when it comes to sin. Saul had the opportunity to lead God's people but God had to tell him, listen, it's not, it's not, it says obedience is better than sacrifice. I wasn't worried about you sacrificing anything to me. God, God said, destroy everything in that land. And you decided you're going to bring back some cattle and, and impress God. God is like, no, I'm not worried about you offering me something. When I say get something out of your life or when I say to do something, do it. But a lot of times we obey partially. Adam and Eve missed the Garden of Eden because of disobedience. Plenty of people in scripture, disobedience caused them to miss out on certain things. Don't smite the rock, speak to the rock. And because you're stubborn, and because you allow the people to overwhelm you, Moses, I'm sorry, but you're not coming over into the promised land. Yeah, I, I expect to see Moses in heaven. You may go to heaven, but you're gonna miss out on some promises that God wanted to offer you now. You're gonna miss out on the beauty of what God wants to do in your life now, if you're constantly being led by sexual sin. So um, please understand, I'm not trying to contradict scripture, um, because, but I want you to understand that sin separates us from God. Hebrews 10, 26 through 27. A lot of people may not want to hear this because a lot of people don't like hearing about sin. But it says, dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. But tomorrow's love covers a multitude of sins. All right, let me read you this verse one more time. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue, deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Verse 27, there is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. And you're looking like, oh, Tavares, I ain't no enemy, man. I'm a friend of God. Well, Jesus said, if you're my friend, you're going to do the things that I say. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Luke 6, 46. Why are you calling me your Lord and you only listen to me Sunday morning? Monday, you don't do what I say. Tuesday, you are texting people I said to avoid. Wednesday, you send in nudes. Thursday, you on porn. Friday, you being nasty. Saturday, you the king at the club. Sunday morning, we lift our hands in the same. And then you back to, listen. I'm not over here making fun of people, you know, trying to be down on people who struggle because I don't have it all figured out. I still struggle, but I want us to understand that God is, 
God is merciful, but he will not be mocked. The Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that will he also reap. And I know I always come across as that that hard preacher, but you know, you guys have a lot of these soft um, preachers that are out there who only talk about God's love and mercy and never say sin. So I'm, maybe I'm the healthy balance, you know, to today's generation, because I want you guys to understand that God is not a joke. The things you can lose after sexual temptation, yes, you love God, and yes, he loves you. But great pastors will lose their credibility being caught in sexual sin. The majority of them will or should lose the church. You should just be a regular member, help push God's kingdom, but you shouldn't be leading, you know what I mean? If you're if you you the dude, and don't get me wrong, David was a man after God's own heart and fell into sexual sin. So God can use anyone, but if you're constantly in sin and there has been no change, then clearly you need to get your act in order before you lead God's people. Husbands, we lose out on our wives. Wives, they lose out on their husbands. You lose out on time spent with your children because of divorce. Your mind loses its purity and its innocence. Listen, I can honestly tell you, there are times when I'm like, I have not watched porn in years. Why is that thought in my head? Because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to just give in for a little moment because he can trap an image in your mind. So I want you to understand the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, Romans 11, 29. But that means that God has still anointed you to do something. But I want you to understand that I don't want you to misinterpret that. Just because God has anointed you to do something doesn't mean that your character is allowing you the opportunity to do it. Because the anointing will lift you up high, but it's the character that sustains you. Um, and I think that that was my issue. I felt like I'm, I'm expected to do so much, but man, I don't have the character for it. I'm still trying to cut some sins off. You know what I mean? And that's why it's important that we work on, we, we fast and we pray and we allow our flesh to die because God will never remove his love for you. But you will miss out on what God was trying to do in your life. In this season, God has called you to preach. Whoever you are listening to this, God called you to preach. And you're looking like, I am not letting go of this boy. I'm not letting go of this girl. We got a good thing going on. We, I don't know. Maybe we'll get married, but we just can't let go of the sex. And you think God is going to place you on the pulpit? Or, or many of you, God, God, God doesn't place everybody on the pulpit. But some people, they have social media platforms. And y'all nasty. Come on now, saints. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, there are some sins happening in the church that they don't even do it in the world. Um, I'm just saying, sex is amazing, but it can be saved from marriage. If you're one of those people and it's just like, yeah, man, but, you know, we just can't stop, then get married. Paul said it's better to marry than to burn with lust. Like, just get married. And if you don't see marriage happening just yet or you don't see yourself married to this person, you shouldn't see yourself in bed with this person. Too often we allow sex to guide us, man. Sex is safe, healthy when it's safe and healthy when it's within true intimacy. That covenant of marriage. If you're gonna have a high, high the, the deepest connection you're gonna find with the person, you need the deepest commitment you can make with this person through marriage. That's what is important. When you're not worried about soul ties, when I'm not worried about diseases, when I'm not worried about cheating, when I'm not worried about do they love me, do they are they gonna leave me? No, in marriage where it's safe. Many of you are going to say, oh, you can't lose your salvation. And it's like, hey, maybe you won't lose your salvation. But God had great plans in store for you. Are you trying to miss out on those plans? I don't know. I'm just hoping this inspires somebody to get married. But, you know, to each your own. Marriage ain't for everybody, I suppose. Some like to say. They think sex is for everybody. They don't think marriage is. This world is lost. <laughs> Church, we need to step it up. 
But guys, I appreciate you for rocking with us as always. You know, next week, Thursday, we're going to have another episode. The next two, two or three weeks, I believe we have guests lined up that are absolutely amazing. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil and say who, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy those episodes. Stick around, man. We have great things in store. If you have certain guests that you want to hear this season, comment below. I'm willing to uh, reach out to those people, whether they join or not. But get this book, leave positive reviews, like, subscribe, share, um, and make sure when you're on Amazon, you leave a review on the book as well, because that'll help us. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. Peace.